Hey everyone, welcome to week six of the Garden State HSWrestling.com podcast Nearfall. I'm Donald J. Brower, bringing some great action, some great results, and just kind of my, my play on wrestling and my thoughts on Morris, Sussex, Hunter, and Warren, and Apisaic. We'll get to that in a minute, but before we start the show, I got to talk about the man who brings us each and every week this great podcast. No, 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 not Jared, the podcasting legend. He's a little later. The man who pays the bills. Dan Warnikoff, champion athletes. When you buy a brand new car and you want it to be at peak performance, sure, you have the tires, you have everything, you need the proper fuel. That's essentially what Dan does for athletes. You want to talk about, you could be a football player, a wrestler, baseball player, hockey, track, lacrosse, everything, in-state, out-of-state. You don't even need to be an athlete. Dan Warnikoff will help you achieve your goals of healthily losing weight and not feeling that hunger. You know, when you're on a diet and you're trying to cut weight and you get that pit in your stomach and you just feel hungry all the time. So you wind up cheating for the most part. He will help you with great meal plans. My own family uses them. Dan Warnikoff is proven. So give him a shout at championathletes.com. Dan Warnikoff, once again, the sponsor of this show. Now, we had a busy week this past week, covered a a great tournament, added a new tournament to the cachet, as we like to call it here, the Passaic County Tournament, our first time, hopefully not the last time. We thoroughly enjoyed covering it. Just a quick recap, Passaic County Tech wound up winning its second straight, second and third, three years, obviously, because of COVID. Uh, they had broken the streak of seven straight by DePaul, which they ended in uh, the pre-COVID year of 2020. The OW... Leith Hamda from PCT, who won his 100th in the semifinals and then his 101st in the finals. A couple other names that kind of stuck out for, for all you Dub Barton fans, former upper weight and state champion as a sophomore, PJ Casal won. And his teammate, Connor Kerwin, I mean, we were doing the intros and he pinned a guy in seven seconds with a beautiful uh, trip. And that was the fastest match. I think we were talking with a uh, Brad Solstice, who was on color with us, we didn't even really get to cover the match. It was just a beautiful move and, and super quick. So congratulations there. But now we turn the page head into this week, and there's a lot of good, good action in the area this week if you're wanting to get out and check out some stuff. Heading on to Tuesday, heading down the route down Route 31, Delaware Valley travels up to North Hunted. It should be a very good match. I know North's looking to rebound after a really, really tough loss to uh, Phillipsburg last week. And Delaware Valley is ready to, to go. So that's a really, really good Skylands Conference matchup. And then we head to the weekend where, well, excuse me, Friday first. I, I messed up my date there. Friday, which is the first night of the Morris County Tournament, and North Huntington travels to Huntington Central. So that's even more of a battle of 31. And another rivalry match you want to check out that is always kind of close to my heart, Hackestown travels to Warren Hills. Warren Hills is just on a, a absolute tear. And speaking of Warren Hills, we're going to be watching and, and broadcasting them Saturday night as we will be live broadcasting with commentary, 6 p.m. at Warren Hills, Delaware Valley versus Warren Hills for the Skylands Conference Valley Division title. If everything falls away, it is. They're both undefeated. This should decide who's going to walk away and get to put that plaque up on their wall. Another tournament keep an eye on if you're in the Morris area, Morris County tournament. 
that'll be being contested this this weekend. I will not be live streaming it. I'll discuss that you know a little later on, but um, that tournament will be going on as well. Del Barton will be looking for its 13th straight MCT. So that'll be a you know a good way with everything. Speaking to Del Barton, do it's a little out of order this week, but Del Barton, great week of action. They obviously are still my top team in uh, the county, but they won the Jack Welsh duels. And in the process, uh, in a win over Delcy, Andrew Chazinski from Del Barton is my wrestler of the week. He won his 100th. Now, everybody goes, well, he just won his 100th. With COVID, you have to realize a lot of these kids who were on the steamroll to get those 130, 140s, they lost a bunch of matches last year. So 100 for this next four to five year group is going to mean a lot, especially with how it started. And you're going to see some really good wrestlers that may not make it. So 100th win is still a big thing. So Andrew Jaczynski, congratulations. You're my wrestler of the week. Now, my question of the week, Miguel from Dover. And this is actually an interesting one because I've talked in the past how I wrestled in high school, but I wasn't that great. I was okay. Um, he asked, what was your favorite gym to wrestle in as a wrestler? And what was your most intimidating? That's actually an interesting question. My favorite gym? Actually, I'll go most intimidating first because that one jumps out to me easily. Uh, there's two that, I, that I'll mention. And it was when I wrestled for Warren Hills. The first gym is intimidating for not so much the gym, because the gym is very nice and, and you're on your way, kid attending. And what I mean by that is I had never been out in that area. So we drove from Washington up to Hampton, and it was a right around Christmas. It might have been right before or after, but it was a it was a dual meet in season. And I don't know if you've how many people have been to Kid Attending. We made that drive and you come to those single lane bridges and you're it's dark. That's a little <laughs> That's not exactly something you want to be doing. You're a little worried. And, you know, call me what you want. I'm kind of, some people call me a city boy. Some people call me a country boy. You don't call me late for dinner. Horrible dad joke. But that was always kind of like, ooh. I mean, we still won, but it was just very, you know, kind of that way in, you know. And then the other one that would be intimidating, the pit. The old pit at Peabird. That was an insane, insane gym. You used to go out there. You used to you know, wrestle and the fans are pretty much right on top of you and they were loud when you were the guys were winning, when they were losing, you know, it kept quiet, but that was intimidating. Um, my favorite gym, that's actually a harder question. I, I really enjoyed all the gyms. Um, and it's actually going to be one that I think might surprise people because only a few people will know what gym I'm talking about. But uh, when I was in high school, I went to a school called Chancellor Academy. Um, and I wrestled on their team, and I really kind of enjoyed that gym, that home gym, um, when we had some matches. That was always kind of my favorite. Uh, I really liked that gym, and uh, you know what? I, I liked Warren Hills at the old gym when we used to wrestle. That was always that was always fun. But those were those would probably be my favorite gyms uh, that I could think of. But thank you, Miguel. That was actually a question, one of those questions where. You, you kind of know one answer right away, but the second one you're kind of thinking, and that made me think. And anytime you get a chance to do that, you know, it, it makes you think that's that's great. But Miguel also said he's a big fan of my ranking. So without any further ado, let's let's get to the rankings. Now, this is an interesting set. I know I, I know I said last week and the week before, 
I wanted to stay away from having, you know, 11A, 11B, first in A, first in B. I couldn't do that this week. I had to do it again. So technically it's my, in parentheses, top 12, but uh, my, my first in B would be Newton. Six and five, two and two at the Jack Welsh duels. They lost to Jefferson, a really tough match. who has been on a roll by two. That was very impressive. So I got to have Newton in the conversation. And Butler is my other first one in. 15 and three, four and one this week. They swept the home quad and have just been on a roll. They, they've locked up the uh, Division Four title in the NJIC. They're right there on the cusp. The problem is they're such a bottleneck at the lower part of my rankings with everything. And that may change, but we'll see as it goes along. But number 10, Morris Hills, two and two at the Jack Welsh Duels, 13 and four so far this season. Number nine, Montville, six and three. Lost to Del Barton early in the week, which a loss to Del Barton is not anything to hang your head on. You know, and they've swept the home quad. Mendham, number eight. This was the shocker for me. Uh, a little bit. They lost to Morris Knowles earlier, and not that I thought anything with Morris Knowles was a problem. I just wasn't sure where they stood, and they really impressed me, because Morris Hills is number seven, 12 and four, had a great week, five and oh. This team's really rolling, and it should be one to kind of keep an eye on when, as we turn, not only to the counties, but the sectionals coming up. I th I'm, I'm really, I don't know if they're going to win. I, I, I'm not putting that out there. But I think they're going to be very impressive. And they're going to be one of those teams using an NFL analogy as we're here, you know, deep in the playoffs. And I'm sure you saw some of these teams like the, the Packers and Tennessee lose. They're going to be a tough out. So I, I, they're going to be a really tough matchup for some people. And I'm sure there's some people sweating on where Morris Knowles is going to land in the sectional. Number six, Jefferson, 14-1 and one this year. They won close over Newton. They beat Hackettstown. And their only loss is the Morris Hills early in the season. I think in their first match, maybe January 4th. I, I forgive early season losses just because a lot of the guys aren't wrestling. They had the football season. So I understand both teams had some guys out. But I kind of always forgive that when I, when I kind of look at everything. Number five, Pope John. And this is where it gets interesting to me, too, because one of my biggest debates this week was, was there enough from Jefferson to move ahead of Pope John? I didn't see enough. It was super close. It was something I debated very, very heavily. Um, this week will be impressive. I kind of want to see some stuff with Jefferson. I want to see how Pope John does, but I, you know, it's going to be very impressive. And I wouldn't be shocked if next week you're seeing Jefferson ahead of Pope John. But right now, Pope John's number five, four and two. Lost to Mount Olive. Um, once again, a great team. Uh, and beat Par Hills and Hopak on last week at Par Hills on Saturday. Number four, Kittatinny. Rough week. For the Cougars, lost to High Point bad. Um, I know a lot of people were wondering if this was the year uh, High Point was going to come back to earth, and they showed that they're legit and beat them, I want to say, 47-21. I, I think I have that score correct, but there. And then they lost to Phillipsburg. Two really good teams, two top uh, – two really good teams, two top 20-ish teams in the New, New Jersey Wrestling Rank, Wrestlers Writers Association poll. So that's not anything to hang your head up, but – Kittatinny is still another one of those teams. Just like I said, Morris Knowles, they're going to be tough, and we'll see how the seeding goes for sectionals. Number three, high point, five and four, four and two last week. They stumbled a little bit early on, you know, and some of they lost, but they're hitting their stride now. They're going to be a really tough outcome sectionals. Number two, Mount Olive, 11 and one. 
swept the quad down at a uh, hundred central rewriting history. I mean, their top 10 team in the New Jersey wrestling writers association would be releasing the poll here. In, I'm sure a couple of days they were last week. They got to be moving up and number one team in the state, number one team all around Del Barton won the Jack Welsh duels. They're going for their 13th straight MCT nine and oh, I mean, can anything stop this team? I mean, they're really, really on a win streak. And the one thing I like to always say, too, is with, with Del Barton, a lot of people go, oh, well, it's these kids and these kids that win. Sure, you advance to the finals and you win. That's great for your team score. But what everybody that looks past is when you look at this team and you look at the semifinals, nine times out of ten they've already clinched it because it's not so much the Trzinskis or the Joneses or any of those guys who most likely will win. It's the guys who make it to the semis and wrestle back for third. It's those guys who wind up getting the advancement points and the bonus points. That's why, because it's a solid all-around team. Now, I, I mentioned earlier, I, I hesitated and hemmed and hawed about kind of talking about this just because I don't know if anybody cares. I don't know, you know, the situation. Um, but a lot of people have been messaging me, asking me about if you follow me on social media, if you follow me on different stuff, there's kind of been a little change with some stuff going on. Um, we've sort of rebranded ourselves as Garden State HS Wrestling. Um, we've always kind of referred to it, but now it's going to be the main focus going forward. Um, reason being is I'll give you a little history lesson before um, I kind of go into everything. I used to work for the Star Ledger uh, when I got out of college. I worked for the Star Ledger for five years covering Ocean Monmouth and no Morris, but a little pretty much West Jersey. Um, I decided to leave the Star Ledger in 2012 when they wanted to uh, double something and cut something in half. And that wasn't the pay and the work. It was they wanted to double my work and have us work for less. And I kind of said, no, I'm not really going to do that. So a bunch of us left and it was a mass exodus. And um, I decided, you know, I'm going to keep my kind of foot in the, toe in the water, if you will, you know, foot in the door when it comes to wrestling. So I created Morris County HS Wrestling. That's why the site comes up with Morris County HS Wrestling. I live in Morris County. I'm just covering Morris County Wrestling. So um, I started the site and then realized quickly that I knew I knew of um, the NJAC, but I realized all the Sussex team and some of the Warren. So now I went from covering, at the beginning, 24 teams, which since it's gone to 22, but 24 teams in Morris County. And then I added um, some all of them Sussex and two of Warren County. No problem. They were all within driving distance, no problem. So I basically was covering the NJ. Then I went out to the 100 Warren Sussex and was asked by multiple coaches, hey, we really like that. Can you please bring that to us? Because while I was out there, obviously I'm covering half the tournament and half the teams. So I was like, sure, no problem. And one of the teams I wasn't covering was Warren Hills. I'm an alumni from there, so that wasn't a stretch. Um, you know, Belvedere is right there and all, all pretty much all the 100 teams. So I started covering that. So no problem, 100 Warren Sussex Morris. So what basically became a hobby from just to kind of keep my, um, you know, my, my ear to the door, just kind of understanding what's going on with wrestling, then became almost my full-time job uh, covering four counties. And one of the things I did the first year was that I noticed, because when I worked for the Star Ledger, I felt the biggest disgrace was they limited so much coverage that you would talk, you would get results, you write scores. And a lot of the stories you see during the regular season, it's very rare there's actually a reporter there. 
I'm not peeking behind the curtain or anything, but a lot of times they get the stuff called in, they write the story, they put a byline on it, boom. A lot of the times, the only people, time I was seeing any type of coaches or anything from a specific school or county was at counties when I would go cover the Morris County tournament or at regions, usually, and sometimes districts, depending on what district is entered to. But you would see these guys, and you wouldn't really see the teams because obviously in districts you're doing your stuff, but you were covering the major stuff. And, you know, part of my, my French English, whatever you want to call it, that was a fucking disgrace, an absolute disgrace that you're coming and seeing these kids. And I was a part of it, and that's what bothered me so much. And you're like, oh, I'm covering you, but how are you covering? You're just showing up and covering the big moments. You're not actually there covering stuff. So I wanted to change that when I went and started my own site. One of the things I wanted to do as well was live stream and broadcast on the site, obviously, the tournaments. Now, it was different when we started with the 100 more in Sussex because before it's at its home in Phillipsburg, it used to dance, uh, bounce between Hopakon and 100 and Central. And a lot of times at those schools, they wouldn't run the, uh, the tournament with one finals mat, et cetera. They would run multiple mats and just kind of run through it. And, you know, that was difficult to broadcast because you obviously want to call commentary and you just don't want to put a camera there and live stream stuff. Morris was different. Morris starts with four mats, goes down, uh, goes down, wrestles through, and basically has the one mat and that's the best for broadcasting. So when I did it the very first year, I approached the coaches and the athletic directors. Loved, they loved the idea. They didn't know what the, they didn't want to pay. They didn't know how much it would cost. So I said, no, no, that's not a problem. I will take care of it. The very first hundred or the first Morris County tournament I covered in 2013 cost me $2,000 out of pocket with, I had a crooked guy who was helping me out with the podcast, like the, the broadcast. He was overcharging for Mendham TV and everything we did with the equipment, everything. So when the next year came, I wanted to do it again. And they had no problem with it. I had approached about exclusive rights. And when I did, I was told, that's not really something we're interested in doing right now. But if we ever do, that's, you'll be the first person we talk to, you'll, that you'll know. Excuse me, you'll be the first person that knows. So that second year, here I am thinking I'm walking in and they're going to help, you know, promote this and everything else. MSG Varsity is live streaming as well. So sure, that was a little bit disrespectful because here I am kind of covering your county and you, the worst thing you could say is, you know, no, but who am I? It's MSG Varsity. It's a cable station. Like, I understand that. So I kind of bit my tongue, no problem, still did it. MSG Varsity folds. So now I have the live streams going forward. And I'm happy. And every year I'm asking, you know, I want to do this exclusively. I want to set this up. Well, we're not sure. Um, you know, we're, that's not something we're into right now. But if we ever decide to do something with the right, you're the first one. Fast forward a few years ago, and I get told that I no longer have the rights. And the reason being is, Someone approached them and they said, yeah, no problem. Now, when it comes to, I don't want to say security, but when it comes to situations where you're pitching something or you're, you're selling something, if you have somebody who's been doing it for free for a couple of years and somebody else comes in and says, oh, I'll do it, but we work together. We didn't work together. I knew the person. I had done some stuff for their site. But it wasn't like I was working for him or employed by him. Never got a W-9, W-2, anything. Never, you know, made anything like that. So for the athletic directors to then 
give him basically, oh, I work with Don. Okay, we'll sign it over. What I felt was really wrong. So there was a disagreement about that. And then you fast forward after that tournament, him and I wound up doing it together. You know, there was really no issues. But then afterwards, we decided, hey, we're going to go our, our separate ways. COVID hit. I really didn't push the issue after that because there's no real answer. Everybody knows when COVID hit. We didn't know what was going to happen with sports. Everything got canceled in the spring. We didn't know what was going to happen the next year. We weren't, you know, once it got announced that, hey, this is what's going on. I still kept in touch with some of the, the people in charge to kind of find out. But, you know, I didn't push the issue, obviously, because of what was going on, but just kind of let them know I was still interested. Thought everything was going fine this year and then was told over the summer by one person that the decision had been made two years ago. And I was told by another person that they still weren't sure what was going on. And then all of a sudden he stopped responding. So my coverage from Morris will be done by another, another production, which by the way, is going to do all formats and do everything, which is what I suggested to do the year or so before. So I kind of feel that I was used as a way to get in to say, hey, this is what we did. And my work was used as sort of a name to get in the door. But I digress. So the reason we're changing everything over is, as of the end of the year, I'm going to be shutting down the Morris County portion of the site. It's not in my best interest to go every day before practices in, you know, before in the preseason, film videos, do all this work, take time away from my family, take, <coughs> excuse me, take time away from other things I could be doing to go out and cover on a daily basis a county that I learned from Joe Hoffman, one of the best, one of the greatest, he's my idol, and how to cover a county. And it doesn't benefit me to go out there to do it to all of a sudden when you have your main championships to then decide, hey, you can't do it. You can do everything else, but you can't do it. That would essentially be like putting it out there if I was the coach of a team or, you know, I, I don't want to name any specific coaches, but we'll use, you know, any coach in, in the area. Say they're building a team. They, you know, get the kids in. They build up the program. They get everything going. They actually have a really good squad. They're about to go down the groups or they're about to go from sectionals to groups and they have a chance to win it all. And all of a sudden somebody else comes in and goes, you know, you've been doing a really good job, but we're going to let this person do it. They don't really know wrestling. They're not a wrestling person. They, they, they don't know a wrist lock from a wrist watch, but we're going to let them handle it. That's pretty much what happened. So um, I've decided I'm just going to, you know, I have no hard feelings for the coaches association. None at all. The, the, when everything was found out, they were very receptive. You know, I know they've done a great job. They appreciate what I do. So, like, I have absolutely no problems with the coaches association for Morris County. Um, you know, I'm friendly with all of them. I hope that continues. You know, if I see them in a match, that's fine. You know, some of the athletic directors say one thing or doing another, you know, that's on them. But if they, you know, that's how they do business. I mean, I'm all about with this site when I do it. The main goal I have, and, and I want to get choked up, but the main goal I have is I want to promote wrestling. I don't care about football. I don't care about track. I don't care about any other sports. 
And I think it's disrespectful that so they can get 15 more views on a county tournament for a sport people don't watch. They sold out a guy who's covering their county every single day, calling up, texting. For example, after the PCT last night, I came home. I still had all my schedule to fill out from yesterday. I was messaging coaches at 11.30 for scores I couldn't find on track. I could have been down, down out with my wife downstairs living, you know, living life, but I didn't. I was doing this. And the one thing with the main focus is with my site, and it's going to continue this way, and this is how I've always done it, now without so much more is involved. I understand a lot of kids are in situations where they may not get the, the recognition. And what I mean by that is you, anybody can go to States and interview the Oliveris, the Ramos, you know, the, the state champs of the world, the Sedanos, who are great wrestlers and great interviews. They're going to get their looks from college. The ones I'm looking at, and I feel they're going to be hurt going forward in the future, are the Desmond Towns. And for you who don't know, Desmond Towns is an assistant coach at Morristown. And he wrestled for Morristown. And one of the things that is, I didn't realize this when I started the site, but I'm happy he related to me. And it was my goal. And I was so happy he, he related to me that this actually happened. Desmond Towns wrestled in the districts in his home gym. He made the third place match. That gym was so electric for him. And the place was packed. Back when they had the old districts and regions. Back when in Morristown, you had the Hanover Parks, the Precipities, you know, that you could drive to the gym if you heard one of your, your own or a local could come and see. Desmond Towns won third. I wrote an article about him for winning third. He told his team two, three years ago, when we were talking, he said, this is the guy, if you need anything with wrestling, you talk to him. He wrote a story about me my senior year that a college coach noticed, called me, and got me a scholarship. That blew my mind that I didn't realize that I had, you know, helped him that much, that much reach. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to make a conglomerate of footage. I don't care about everything else with every other sports or trying to become a multimedia giant. I'm a wrestling guy. I am a reporter. I am not a media guy. I'm not Mr. PC. You can hear it when I talk. I don't give a flying fuck if people like me. It's my job. This is what I do. You get what you get. I'm not a two-faced person. So the fact that this is kind of how the situation is going, I have other counties begging me to come in. There's coaches, you know, from all over who know what I do, who have been asking. Passaic County is one of them. That's why we're going to be entering there. There's going to be more of a focus on Hunter and Warren Sussex. I think, you know, obviously with the way Hunter is mixed in, there might be some, some mix into the Skylands Conference. There's other places that really want me. So why am I going to keep dealing with the abusive ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend spouse who you know, you don't have everything ready and they're looking, you know, at the grass is greener on the other side. Sorry, that's not my, my role. And I'm, you know, I'm not going to put myself in that situation where, you know, I can do all the legwork. I can cover these guys, but 
when push comes to shove, I don't get the respect. You know, I feel like I don't, I'm not looking for people to kiss my ass. Please don't think this is a plea. I'm people to kiss my ass, but understand, you know, parents and, you know, the assistant coaches. I told the coaching association two weeks ago that I, that obviously this was going to be happening. That's why I started switching stuff over. All of them had well wishes and they told their coaching staff, all the emails I've gotten from people begging me, please, not only in county, but all over, the word has gotten out. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn and think like I'm some Edward R. Murrow or anything like that, but I feel I do a damn good fucking job in what I do with wrestling. And the fact that basically a slap in the face being told, this is best. It's nothing against you. This is what's best. Oh, you took a tournament nobody wanted to cover with live stream and video, built it into something, and we're giving it somebody else, but it's nothing against you. It's it's not you. It's me. It's not. Please. So, with that, we're going to keep steamrolling. You're going to you're going to see more and more Hunter more and Sussex coverage. As I said, we're going to be broadcasting that matchup, the the big big Skylands Valley Conference matchup uh, with Delaware Valley travels to Warren Hills. You're going to see more Passaic County uh, action. That we, they had a great time. The response was awesome for our, our live stream the other day. And like I said, you never know when we might appear next, but I'm still going to be doing uh, Morris throughout the year. You know, I'm going to do my predictions um, Thursday for the upcoming tournament. I won't be there Friday. I won't be there Saturday. Um, uh, you can find the coverage elsewhere. I, I recommend going to nj.com. Uh, that'd probably be the best because I know they usually send somebody over to do the uh, do that, but you know I really don't have anything else to say about the situation. I mean, I don't. You know, I've kind of come to terms with it. I going through the five stages, and I'm just like, if you don't like what I'm doing, enjoy what you're getting now for a couple of years because I'm not sticking around hoping everything goes okay. If 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 and when everything else falls apart. You're not coming crawling back to me. Sorry. I mean, that's just the way it is. And, you know, please, if you have an issue with everything going down, talk to your athletic directors. Talk to your coaches. More the athletic director because they're the ones making the decisions. But, like I said, I don't want I'm, – I'm not trying to cause any ripples. I, You know, my personal opinion, you can talk to all of your athletic directors you want. I don't think anything's going to change. You know, they, they have their own decisions. They have their feelings on what it is. And, you know, that's why I'm a wrestling guy and that's why I do what I do. That's why I'm wearing a t-shirt right now. That's why I do this. I'm not a nine to five guy. I'm not a guy who punches a time card, kisses somebody's ass and, you know, does that. And maybe that's some of the administrations around the area. I don't know. I'm just saying that's not me and I'm not going to start now. So before I get in any more trouble, which who fucking cares? All I know is I will be covering the tournament. Or the, excuse me, I will be covering your tournament the way I can with the seating and the, you know, my predictions. But as far as everything else, I'm not going to be there doing everything. So, you know, they're going to get what they pay for. So that's just going to be what it is. But you can catch us at the Delaware Valley and Warren Hills matchup this Saturday. And we're going to have, you know, hope we'll, we'll try to get whoever wins that. We'll talk to some people from that. You know, we'll have our next week. We'll have our wrestler of the week. We'll have our rankings. We'll have all that. But, for Jared, the podcasting legend, I'm Donald J. Brower. We'll see you next week.